Holy shit, we actually beat Bob Ross and we're live. Oh, great, finally. That was so much faster than the first time. I think I think something was up with the first time. Yeah, something got hitched up somewhere along the way, for sure. Yep. That sucked. Yep. Like, I'm just going to look at our thing here. That took, like, three and a half minutes. Yeah. Of waiting. You're, no, you're right. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. <clears throat> uh, but hey, Bob Ross, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. I I remember watching his show on the PBS station every now and then after school. It's kind of weird that he's become like a popular thing today because of Twitch. I kind of I can't remember ever really like looking forward to or like wanting to watch Bob Ross, like actually putting Bob Ross on. Yeah, especially because like like we were kids. He was like slow talking and boring. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You're just watching this guy paint, and yeah, he just. Oh no, I always just thought he just seemed kind of creepy. I mean, yeah, like like he's holding something back. It's kind of cool though that he was like a veteran in, I think it was the Vietnam War or something. Then he comes I, back and I he just notice. like paints. That's just what he did. After. I get. Well, hey, he earned it. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <clears throat> But uh, yeah, like and sixty thousand people. That. Great. <laughs> I'm gonna apologize ahead of time for the coughing. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try and mute it. But as you see, sometimes my mute button doesn't work. Well, I mean, the coughing is probably because you're just getting out the last bit of your sickness, right? Yeah, ho- yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, this is the last bit. Yeah, I'm feeling better, but you know, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Uh, wood. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be wood somewhere. Yeah. There's always wood somewhere. Mm-hmm. Wink. I don't know. Um, exactly. Halloween. It's in two days. Yeah. That means this is a spooky episode of Top Down Perspective. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Sean Booker. I wish I had like a sheet or something. I could like go put it over my head. I don't though. <laughs> I've I've never found like you know how people for Twitter and stuff will change their name to something Halloweeny. Yeah, I can't think of anything with my name that would work. Um, let's see, Paul Flet is Paul short for anything? No, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> Paulson. Okay, is your full name Paulson Flexen? Oh God, I wish. <laughs> Paul Fleck. Uh, come on, chat. Help us out. Paul Fleck. Paulson Flexen you- is the best name I've ever heard. <laughs> a spooky name. Um, Paul Fleck. I don't know. You know, I'll think about it as we go on. Sure, sure. And if anyone in the chat can point one out, uh, we'll we'll read some ones on the air. Paul Fleck. Got to make it spooky. Like, okay. I love that your name literally has boo in it. Yeah. It's so, so easy. It's- <laughs> You could just do Booker or, you know, Scream instead of Sean. Yeah. Like, it's a... Scream even almost looks similar to the spelling of my name. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. I'm, um... Are you doing anything for Halloween? Uh, probably handing out candy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nothing, like, special. Did you get a... What kind of... What candy did you get? Just, like, a mix of whatever. I mean, I'm... What's in there? We gotta know. What's... what? If the people come to your house, what are they expecting? I think it's, like, the Nestle stuff. So, like, those tiny little crunch bars are... I love crunches. They're for sure in there. What the hell else do they mix with that shit now? Like, is that the one with Coffee Crisp? 
might be. Coffee Crisp is good too. I don't think they really have Coffee Crisp much down here. That's kind of weird. That's- yeah, I was telling people because um, I, I would have a joke where people are like, "Oh wait, you've because I've never really had coffee before. I don't like hot drinks." Um, and they'd be like, "So you haven't had coffee?" And I'm like, "Well, I've had Coffee Crisp. It's probably similar, right? Huh? Which obviously it's not. Yeah. So that's the joke. Yeah. But everyone's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And I'm like, "What are you? What?" <laughs> Um, and they don't have ketchup chips down there at all. Oh, okay. B man in the chat, Paul Heck. Ooh, <laughs> I'm just that's like the first one yeah. that's worth mentioning. Yeah, so no, far. I know. Although to be fair, Paul Tholomew turning into Paul Hollowboo is pretty right. hilarious. I get, but yeah, but then you have to change your name to Paul Tholomew. So. Which is also spelt incorrectly. I'm just going to point that out there. <clears throat> um, you know what are better than crunch bars? What's that? Crunchy bars. Which ones are those ones? They're they're like yellow. They're oh like sponge no! Toffee. I hate those. Holy oh, shit! You like sponge toffee? I hate it so oh, much. Crazy. I hate it so crazy. fucking much. Darth Paul. <laughs> that doesn't even work. You guys, you can't just add a word. You have to like. <laughs> it's got to be a pun. I love it. <laughs> I mean, at least they're trying. A for effort. F for success. <laughs> so far. <laughs> I love it. Um, You know what's better than crunchy bars? Uh, Yeah, let me let me think real quick. Kit Kat? Kit Kats are actually way better than crunchy bars. <laughs> Japanese Kit Kats. So you get those cool flavors. That's what I'm all about. Oh, man. I want them so bad. I'm talking blueberry cheesecake. That sounds delicious. <laughs> banana. Wait, what was it? Banana chili pepper. That was another one I had. That sounds like it could be interesting. I don't know how that would taste. I can't picture it. Was, it. Um, it just kind of tasted like dark chocolate uh, with a little bit of a kick in the back. There wasn't much banana, if I remember. <clears throat> okay. Um, you know, um, uh. What is that sub- snack subscription service? Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I, like every podcast I listen to advertises it. I mean, there's the healthy one, which is uh, – I don't think the one you're talking about, but no, that's I think, Nature I think so. Box. Nature Box. That's what I am talking oh, about. Oh, okay. I found one similar, but it's just Japanese candies. What's it called? I'm looking it up. I actually – you could probably just look it up. It's $12 a month. They send you a box of Japanese candy. Um, which I was really tempted to get, but I was like, I don't, I barely even eat candy. Like I, I'll just, yeah, I'll just find my fun, uh, my fun uh, Kit Kats elsewhere. It is literally called Japan Crate. Japan Crate. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Japancrate.com. Um, oh dude, we should get on this and get TDP a promo code. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go to japancrate.com slash TDP. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. But that's the first one I've been like, oh, that'd be cool. But I just don't eat candy. So it's not like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Honestly, some of the stuff I probably wouldn't eat either because I'd like me some chocolate sometimes. But in general, I don't like a lot of sweet things. Like I like salty things. I would prefer like beef jerky over candy. Okay, you'd be a big fan of like uh, European candies, then they put a lot of salt on them. Yeah, probably actually for sure. Do you like black licorice? I love it. It's one of my favorites. That's insane. That's, yeah. Are you a dad or something? 
Because as far as I'm concerned, only dads like black licorice. Yeah, I like mean, everyone's dad seems to like black licorice and black jelly beans, and it's like you're a monster. These taste terrible. I love them so much. Oh, that's oh my god, that's so bad. The thing is, um, I don't think my brain, because of like our culture here and how we've been conditioned in the Americas, I don't think my brain would understand candy with salt on it. The, but yeah, they have a lot of that in uh, in Europe, that's for sure. Like, I don't think I would be disgusted by it. Like, I've heard, like, for example, Giant Bomb, when they've tried that stuff and whatever. I don't think I would yeah. be disgusted, but I don't think I would, like, enjoy it like a treat. Yeah, I remember we got, um when I was in Europe this summer, we got a McFlurry that had uh, black licorice in it, salted black licorice in it. Okay, that doesn't sound like a good combo, though personally it wasn't yeah it was really bad yeah i, but, I bet it was but, you know i finished it because of because uh, that's what you do um and my because my girlfriend's the one who's like really into getting mcflurries of like different flavors but she hates black licorice oh man she ordered that and i managed to like force her to eat like four bites after that she was like i'm not eating this anymore so i was like okay i'll finish it but it was terrible it, it was real bad also, I have to point out, candied apple doesn't work either. <laughs> that's you know, it's that's close. closer. It's at least Halloween, th- s- slightly Halloween themed. The thing the is, candy. the thing is, it's not spooky. That's why it doesn't work. I know it's not spooky, but it's still like Halloween. Like it's a little closer. I prefer that over Paul Heck, which was my most recent favorite. Sure. Okay. So I'll give you that. Candy apple. How about an how about an Poltergeist is good. That Poltergeist, is really good. That's that's the winner right now by a long shot. I was about to say, what about an Apple with a razor blade in it? But <laughs> uh, Juker in the chat, Poltergeist. Polter- Real good Poltergeist fleck. Uh, I want to see if anyone can top that as the show <laughs> continues. But we should start the show. Yeah. Um, I was going to. Okay, this is what I was going to do. I was going to say, you know what's better than Crunchy Bars? The Top Down Perspective podcast. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to do, but I wasn't done talking about... About candy. Crunchy bars and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, Top Down Perspective, it's uh, it's the 29th of October. Yeah. I don't know where John is. He is... At, he actually streamed today on his channel with the Runaway okay. Guys people, so he is still in Atlanta. So, he's, so East Coast. Okay, yeah. yeah, he's down with those guys. Yep. <clears throat> My, I guess my girlfriend's watching, and she's also a fan of Poltergeist. So Poltergeist you know. is so good; <clears throat> it's real good. Yeah. So now you know. Thank you, chat. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah. Sean Booker, Paul Flex here. John, maybe next week. I have no idea his schedule because I know he comes back to Calgary. Yeah. For a couple days and then leaves again. Yeah. For a week. For so a wedding. Two weeks from now, it's almost for sure he's going to be on it. But maybe next week, John will be here. You know when he comes back, he's going to say, like, I didn't play anything because I've been traveling. That's true. Which is a bold-faced lie. He He streamed today. You would think he'd get some mobile games going with all the flights. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Final Fantasy Record Keeper is his mobile game. That's true. And, like, uh, Pokemon... What is that? Pokemon... uh, Oh, Shuffle. Pokemon Shuffle. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Pokemon Shuffle. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, uh, Homer in the chat. Uh, Palu card as a, as a spin on Alucard. It's pretty good. 
Uh, it's also just super like nerdy because no one knows what Alucard is unless you know Castlevania. And then I could just be like, Paul Lucard is actually Draculuap backwards. <laughs> Holy right. It is Draculap backwards. <laughs> so dumb. Not many people know Draculap was actually the uh, worst older brother of Dracula. Um, but he died of an overdose because he had a drug addiction. <laughs> God damn it. We don't, and the family doesn't like to talk about it much. Poor Draculuap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I I don't know what you've been playing, but why don't you tell me? Um. Okay, so I haven't really been playing anything worth talking about except for a game, I, like kind of called Devillion. It's made by Treon, the people who do Arcage and uh, Rift and some of those types of games, like people that have played MMO RPGs or that sort of thing probably have heard their name before okay um it is a diablo clone and the whole time i was playing it it was one of those things that's just like this is just a worse game than diablo like the thing is with diablo clones if you don't do anything really new and innovative with how the game plays there's a diablo game out there already and it's what I want sort of thing. So I, I didn't play a whole lot of it. I played up to about level 19. I got a character to level 19 in about two and a half to three hours one night. Oh, man, I don't mean to interrupt you. Homer in the chat brings Uncle Flexter. That is so good. That's pretty good. That's so good. Fuck you, Hank. <laughs> Uncle Flexter. Wow. I love how, like, this is the most important thing for chat right now is to just think of this stuff. I'm no, okay these with are it. great. These are great. I don't know which one I like more. Uncle Flexter is way funnier. Yeah. Poltergeist is more like direct reference to Halloween. Yeah. But, you know, Adam's family, too, is just goofy and spooky. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Sorry, you were saying Davillion. There's not a whole lot to say about it, honestly. It's a Diablo clone. The gimmick in it is that. You can do, like, a devil trigger type move where you turn into, like, a demon version of yourself. That's your Davillion form, and it only lasts okay. a certain amount of time, but you do increase damage, you attack faster, and, like, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that on a boss, you will trigger this to do more damage and kill the boss, and then you're done. So it's it's kind of easy. You do a lot of damage, and I found myself just pulling, like, a whole group of if like if there's an area a mission area i'll just pull everything literally in that mission area and kill it all with a combo so it's too easy it's too easy i got to level 20 almost in three hours in one night okay. sitting like it's gross um it's just boring too like it doesn't really bring anything new to the table there's not the loot lust that you get with other games it's it's middling in every regard. So it's just a bad Diablo clone. It kind of is. Yeah, it's just boring. And that's the worst thing you can say about a game is just being boring. <laughs> is it like, is it in early access? Maybe it's not done. Is it, it's in like, like a closed beta or something. They sent me an email saying like, hey, try this out. So I did. And it's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe they're, they're still, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, balancing it. What's that? Maybe they're still balancing it. I mean, maybe. I hope so. Like, yeah, I hope so. If if not, I kind of hope it's free to play 
Because that seems like a good thing that, like, I just want to play Diablo clone. Oh, this is free. I'll download it, play it for a few hours, and then uninstall it and not worry about it. That would be probably pretty good for it. But I bet they're going right. to charge, like, 30 to $50, whatever they do. And you wouldn't recommend that? I don't recommend it, no. Okay. That's really all I've played, though. Okay. Um, That's fine, because I played a huge game this week. Yeah. Um, I mentioned, I think I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned it last week uh, that I started up Halo 5. I have now finished Halo 5, and I can talk all about it. Um, That game's real good. That's a lot of fun. I really want to play it. I am, I've been considering getting an Xbox to play it. I mean... If you if you had to get a, a a current gen system, what would you get? The thing, okay, this is the thing is that like I watched an LP of uh Until Dawn this okay. weekend because I don't have a PS4 and that's the only game out or that game's only out on PS4. So besides that, which I've now seen the entirety of, the only game I would get for like a PS4 is probably uh Destiny. Bloodborne. What about Bloodborne? Bloodborne, yeah. Bloodborne for sure. And Destiny's coming to PC, so I'm not even going to count that. I'll just play that when that comes Is out. Is Destiny coming to PC? They've been saying that, and like, there's okay. nothing official for a date yet, but I can wait. I'm not... I mean, Destiny is on Xbox as well, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. So, like, as of right now, Halo 5 for Xbox and Bloodborne for PS4. So there's one game on either one <laughs> that I want to play. So the odds are no longer in PS4's favor. I think you're muted, by the way. There's just some silence. Yep, yeah, sorry. There you are. I'm, get, I'm losing my... Uh, my Because I keep muting it for coughing. <clears throat> um, I don't know about Canada, but uh, I know down here there's a whole whack of Xbox like bundles for the holiday that are going on right now. Like I was seeing something crazy like... For 400, you got a one terabyte Xbox with Halo and Ori and like two other games as well. Yeah. I mean, that's so, really good. $400 uh-huh. for you, though, is like 580 for me. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the. But to be uh, fair, Canadian. when you get three games with it, that's kind of a good deal, too, because games up here are 80 bucks. That's, yeah. Yeah. So that's true. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Halo Five. Uh, the can- I haven't played a ton of the multiplayer. Uh, I've played like enough of it. Yeah. Um, but I'll get into that in a bit. I'm much more of a campaign person. Yeah. And the campaign is a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, almost every like fight that I would get in, it it just kind of opens into like a big area, and then there's just a ton of enemies. Yeah. And I was just playing on normal, which I guess might be a little easy, but I just it was a good enough. Uh, difficulty for me and i just felt like super powerful like there was tons of stuff going on things were blowing up everywhere and unlike the other halos when you're if you want to play like co-op there's just another master chief there yeah that like disappears in cutscenes. you're always with a team you're always in a group of four so there's just like a huge it's just a huge fight all the time because they have to put more enemies because it'd be too easy with four against the normal amount of enemies yeah so there's a lot of enemies, lots of, it looks, it's 60 frames locked there. Nice. looks gorgeous. There's tons of great visual tricks of like, if an explosion goes off near you, the whole screen will just like almost dissolve and stuff while you're like getting your bearings and whatnot. Uh, it just looks great. And like, 
it like fun is a really good word to describe it. I was having a, just a ton of fun every time I would get into a fight as opposed to just being like, man, I just want this fight to like get over with so I can see the rest of the story. Um, I'll say the story is not great. Well, it's um, the middle part of a trilogy, right? So that, it, it probably ends it, off weird. It does. It okay. really does. Shit. Like, I don't want to spoil it. No. But, <clears throat> like, yeah, there's definitely a lot more to do at the end of uh, at the end of Halo 5. And for the most part, like, all the marketing was like, are you on Team uh, John or Team Locke? Because Master Chief, like, went rogue to find Cortana after 4. Yeah. And that's really only, like, the first two hours of the game. Like, they meet up, and then... It's just kind of John like chasing after, or sorry, Locke chasing after John after that. I I hate that like team Locke or team Chief based thing that they were doing. It's so silly, but I mean they needed some kind of big marketing. I know. Yeah, but Paul, are you hashtag team uh, Locke or hashtag team uh, Chief? Unless this game does something amazing, I'm always hashtag team Chief. Like always, (laughs) everyone plays the exact same. Like it doesn't even matter. Okay. Um, even my better. one issue with the campaign, though, is uh, during some of the cutscenes, a lot of really cool action happens. Like, I think the very first cutscene, your um, your team is like sliding down an avalanche and like jumping and rocket boosting along an avalanche while they're shooting guys. Okay, and I was just like, please let me play this. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this last week, but pr- pr- like a lot of the really cool moments in the cutscenes, like I just wish I could have been playing. Um, that, but that's that's the, I mean, the other way you can look at that is the cutscenes were too cool, so yeah, it's a it's a great issue problem to have. Other than that, though, I still had a like a ton of fun with the game. You, there's a there's a mech suit you can get, which I don't think was in the other Halos, that you just destroy enemies with. Like it's it's great. There's one there's one mission, <clears throat> and I guess slight spoilers if you're trying to be like total. Totally blank for Halo 5. Yeah. A mission kind of near the end. It's in like the, I'd say the last third where you're basically walking down a structure. So you're like on the outside. So it's almost like you're on the outside of a building with like mag boots walking down it. Okay. Yeah. While you're in a firefight. And every time you jump, you like jump extra far because you're technically falling. You're falling. Yeah. Yeah. So just like when you're running, you're running super fast. There's enemies running up the thing at you and and below you is a planet. Okay. Like, it's super cool. It is really cool. That sounds neat. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the other thing, uh, so on the multiplayer side, the new mode is Warzone, which is super open-ended. And it and it works like a territory-controlled thing. Oh, my God, my car. <laughs> um, each team, I think it's 12 on 12. Maybe 10 on 10. Okay. You have to try and get a thousand points and you get points by killing AI enemies on the field, uh, other human Spartans. Uh, sometimes like a, like a boss enemy will show up on the field. Um, and then other time. And then the other way is by, uh, King of the Hill style, getting like control points. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll, your, your points will just go up that way. Um, so, you're constantly doing this. There's three control points. You're always trying to get them. But then their new thing, and this is where the microtransactions come in, is you can buy packs of cards similar to Mass Effect 3. 
Okay. Where you could remember when you could buy like a pack of and you see what you got. Yeah. And you could use those, and they were single use items, right? Yeah. So this has those two, and you can deploy them during the game. So it's like if your team's behind you, it's like, man, I could really use like a ghost uh, vehicle right now. If you have one of those cards, you can use it, and your guy, when you know when you die, you'll spawn in the ghost, and hopefully that'll turn the tide or something. <clears throat> but it gets kind of cool because you can only use stronger uh, ships and cards. <laughs> Sorry. Um, when uh, further into the game it goes. So the game like dynamically makes it so that it's actually escalating as the match goes on. Because you're all starting on foot and you can't really use anything besides different weapon cards. And then eventually you can start using like faster speed cards and then like tank cards and flying stuff. So the the, ba- the battle does definitely like it heats up uh, as opposed to just being completely crazy out of the gate. Um, and it's pretty fun. Uh, hmm. I've definitely seen matches swing pretty pretty consistently. Um, I'm also really terrible at uh, Halo multiplayer, and I get shot in the head all the time. No, see, the thing is, uh. you're not terrible at Halo multiplayer. Everybody else is too good because they've been playing for like 20 years. That that might be the case, but that's that. Then it becomes kind of nice uh, that I can shoot some of the uh, computer controlled enemies. Very similar to Titanfall when there was a. AI controlled enemies on the field and that you could attack. Uh, so that's cool. And, uh, and it feels great when you're like, do bring out a tank and you just start like mowing guys down. Cause a second ago I was just getting my ass handed to me. Yeah. Um, cool. And then, yeah, it's got online co-op, all the, all the usual stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else new. You can't dual wield weapons anymore. It doesn't seem like there's the power ups that the last one had where you could like make a clone of yourself and stuff. It doesn't have that either. So it's missing a few features. Um, but either way, I had so much fun with that campaign. I'm kind of glad it sounds more like grassroots and the new thing they're introducing is that multiplayer mode. That sounds cool. Yeah. And I, I was playing with a friend, uh, for a good chunk of, uh, the multiplayer and he didn't have, he used up all of his cards. So I don't know how uh, like egregious the, the, uh, microtransactions are but every time you level up in the online you get a new pack of cards um so you should get an okay stream but then eventually it will run out and then maybe you have to pay maybe not i'm not sure they give you a whole bunch of cards right off the bat and i did not play enough multiplayer to even go through those so i think the from what i heard the card uh packs or whatever are like three or four dollars for a gold yeah they're three dollars okay again i'm not saying like so put your money in because it's cheap. Like I'm not a big microtransaction guy. Um, I like that you can unlock cards at least, so you can get that benefit yeah. by playing. But obviously, the more you play, the slower you'll unlock cards. Unfortunately, um, sure. But like I said, I still I, you start with a ton of cards, and you're not like using cards like constantly all the time because if even if someone else deploys something card based. And they get killed. You can use whatever they deployed. So if you shoot someone off a ghost, you can take their ghost and 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 use it until you know you get killed. Or if they have a different weapon, you can pick that weapon up. Okay, so it's kind of adding a little bit of chaos to the game. It's not adding an edge for any one team necessarily. I mean, it adds the edge, but again, like if you lose it, like anyone can pick up that edge. So okay. yeah, I guess it, yeah, I guess chaos is a good a good way of putting it. Um, but like my main point is. I, I wasn't like throwing down cards at a rate that I was going to run out of them real quick. Um, 
you might maybe if you're playing a little differently, but for the most part, I almost didn't want to because I didn't want to run out of cards. And every now and then I was just like, we're losing. Uh, and eh, I'm going to try bringing out a tank. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's cool when you're rolling up with this tank and there's people all over the, over the place. So it's good. I, uh, I liked Halo quite a bit. Uh, I might, I might like co-op the whole campaign in the future with people or something. That, That'd be fun. That's kind of why I want to play it. Like, because I want to play the campaign and see the story. I like the Halo story they've put in. I like the world building they've done throughout the games and all that stuff. I think it's a cool thing they've done. But more importantly, I want to be able to play a co-op because I love going through the campaign on Legendary with another person. It's fun. I don't think I've ever played not on normal. It it changes the game completely. Like on normal, you feel like the badass that like uh, Spartans really like. are supposed to be. Uh, yeah. For higher difficulties, it becomes more of a shooting puzzle game. Like who you're going to what enemies you should focus fire on and take out first another guy will maybe flank them and go take out this group and like you'll focus on another it becomes more like a puzzle game right and you do there are squad uh, mechanics because like i said you're always rolling with a group of four so you can tell them to like go forward attack this specific guy like revive this dude yeah there's also so there's reviving as well if you get shot knocked down that's kind of like a count that's new there's a count (laughs) there's a countdown for your team to pick you up, and they usually do a pretty good job. I hear the AI is not that smart, though. They can do some dumb shit. Um. Oh, again, I was on normal, so for the most part, they were doing pretty fine. Sure. <clears throat> and when you're down, like you can hit X to request assistance, and they'll like run over to you like immediately if they're not down. Uh, so that so it seemed fine on my end, but maybe they get worse as uh, the game gets harder. Well, it sounds like later on, like they still do their thing and target people or whatever, but then say you get downed the like dude, that's not doing anything important. will come run at you blindly, get shot. And then the next dude will come to try to get you up, get shot. And then the other guy will come to get you up and they get shot. And then you lose. <laughs> sort of yeah. Thing. Maybe that might, that might happen. Uh, that's true. That happened like once I noticed uh, yeah. when I was playing. But anyway, uh, that's really all I've been playing that I can talk about right now. Sure. Um, so let's go to the news because there's a good chunk. Yeah. I mean, the Paris Games Week thing happened. The Sony. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it. Apparently it's been a thing for years, uh, I found out. But this is the first time Sony's done a press conference at it. Uh, so I watched this. Did you see any of this? I didn't, unfortunately. It actually wasn't very interesting. Oh, Perfect. Okay. <clears throat> There's a couple couple games announced, but I'll, I'll just kind of run through some of the highlights. They showed Call of Duty again. They showed Battlefront. Street Fighter V, they gave a release date of February 16th. Uh, they announced Tekken 7 is coming to consoles and VR. Okay, sure. So I don't know how that will work, but this fighting game will have VR support. That sounds like a good way to be dizzy as fuck. Yeah, I, I well, I don't know if it's a first-person thing or what it is exactly, but that's that's happening. Uh, they showed Battleborn, Boundless, Vector is a game with a with DJ Avicii working on it. I don't know who that is. He's a DJ. He makes dance music. I'm sure you've heard some of his songs. I'm, I'm sure I haven't, but okay. <laughs> no Man's Sky, June uh, 2016. Matterfall, which 
man, some of these, I can't even remember what these games are. They showed a trailer for the Ratchet and Clank reboot. They showed more uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. That game still looks super cool. Uh, Drive Club got bike support, and it's Great. already out now. Okay. Gravity Rush 2 is still a thing. Uncharted 4, we got a release date of March 18th. Oh, wow. Dr- Dreams is the uh, game from Media Molecule. Molecule. Yeah. Rigs, which was some kind of eSports m- mech battle robot thing, I want to say. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, Gran Turismo Sport was announced. Sure. Don't know anything about that. If it's kind of like the Forza Horizon to Forza, not sure. That would be cool. Here was probably the big one. Wild was announced. I don't know what that and, is. So this is the game that... Um, who is the Assassin's Creed guy? What is his name? Oh, my fucking God. Like the old Assassin's Creed guy? Because the new one has a different studio working on it, right? Yeah. Like the main guy that was kind of the head of the first one. I mean, Jade <clears throat> Michelle Raymond was, was like the last name? name I know from that. Was it Michelle Onsen? I mean, it's it's probably. I don't follow those games at all. You're probably right. Something like that. Maybe the the. Uh, hang on, I'm trying to see on Wikipedia, but it's not coming. Maybe that uh, the chat can help me out. Anyway, um, if people remember, he was. The guy, uh, he tr- he left Ubisoft, joined another team. Yeah, Michel Ancel. Ancel, I had the last name wrong. <clears throat> I left Ubisoft, joined another team. That team was then bought by Ubisoft, so he came back. Uh-huh. Um, he wanted to make a prehistoric game, and that's the, that's all we had kind of heard about it. And this is what that game is. <clears throat> okay. It it's reminding me of what I I would assume maybe Far Cry Primal is. Okay. But it's an open world survival game where you can like something like control animals or it got crazy. You're a dude wearing like a skull on his head from some animal he killed, like a bear hide or whatever. Then you rode a bear around. He was riding a bear around the place, which that was real cool. Then he entered some cave and there was a giant snake lady there. Huh? Okay. Like I would recommend looking up the uh the gameplay thing from the uh from the press conference or any kind of trailers. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. For it just sure. seems uh real interesting and it's kind of the game of of that press conference. Huh. Um I, my description is not doing it justice. Is it going to be PS4 exclusive? No, I don't believe so. I don't think it said that. Okay. And the last one that where I was paying attention was um what is the developer? Uh, David Cage's studio, Quantum oh, Dreams? Yeah, so, something like that, yeah. This is their next game. Oh. It is called Detroit Become Human. Okay. And, uh, it seems like a metaphor for racism, but involving uh, robots. Like, there was a shot of a, of a bus, people getting on the bus, and all the robots had to get on the back of the bus. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. But you know, it's David Cage, so it's probably going to have some supernatural weirdness going on. How's the uncanny valley in whatever they showed? <laughs> they all they showed was a pre-rendered cutscene. Okay. So couldn't really get much from that. But um, what is your opinion on David Cage? That dude has some crazy ideas that need to be reined in by a really good PR person or something because he. Gets a little too big for his britches, I think, in his games. 
I think a lot of his ideas, they, they don't quite pan out story-wise. Yeah. Like Beyond Two Souls had some issues. Yeah. But I kind of like that he's able to get away with this on such a high scale. Oh, I have the plot for Detroit uh, Become Human from Wikipedia here. I can okay, quickly read. Sure. Let, let's hear it. Uh, Kara, played by Valerie Curry, is a freshly produced android with artificial consciousness, discovering how it is to live among humans in Detroit, USA. She struggles to find her place as an autonomous android in a world where androids are still without consciousness and considered as practical tools to improve the comfort of humans. So it's basically AI trying to fit in a world, being the first of your kind when your kind are still just like subservient down upon. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's like I said. It's there's going to be, gonna like be a some metaphor. There's going to be that, and there's going to be some sort of thing where she like frees their minds or something. I can already call it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm curious. Like, regardless. I enjoyed Heavy Rain, I enjoyed Beyond Two Souls, and I enjoy the ride that I go through with those games. The ride is uh, good, but at the end, you're just kind of like, what the fuck, dude? There, there's flaws. There's big flaws, yeah. but I I come out on a positive note. Until um, you think about it. I agree <laughs> with you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's that's their next game. Okay. <clears throat> And again, like I said, a lot of the games we are were already announced, and it was just kind of release dates, and then only a few... Um. Uh, new new games announced there, but anyways, yeah, the Paris Game Show has been going on for like a decade or something. That's a thing. Yeah, but I think it comes so late that nobody cares because it's just E3 stuff regurgitated. Right. I I guess it's kind of holding the position of like the of um of like the Spike TV Awards because that, that those sure. were like late announcements too. Like you wouldn't get a ton of announcements, but there'd be some stuff. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, all right, let's see what else happened. A mirror's edge catalyst got delayed till May 26th. Yeah. That's a bummer. I forget what the t- uh, original release date was, but I remember it was the same re- uh, day as the new Deus Ex and the new Far Cry relieved. So, so that I think that plays a big part of it, to be completely <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> uh, so that day got a, a li- <coughs> got less crowded. Yeah. Oh, coughing man. Okay. <laughs> um this is just this is just kind of crazy. This happened. So Telltale's Minecraft game came out last week. Yeah. I, I played it, I reviewed it. Episode two is out now. Yeah. You can a week, go by a week that. later. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it is. The only way I can think that it happened that way is that episode one was supposed to come out sooner. Something made it get pushed back, like certification or something happened, and they were like, "Well, while we're waiting, let's work on two. and it just ended up being like this because those games routinely take at least a month, usually like two months in between. Yeah, to get those games out. Or the all, the whole, like, all of the episodes are done, and they're just trying to get it out there for money. <laughs> Maybe, but it, you would think they would have put the episodes out, like, as soon as they could. In theory, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, super weird from Telltale, but that's a thing. I'll, I'll play episode two as soon as I can. Uh, Nintendo had a couple announcements, I believe it was last night, in regards to their mobile platform. Uh, we knew beforehand they were going to bring uh, start doing mobile games, and um, also a, a new successor to Club Nintendo. So the successor is a new account system, uh, which I believe is called My Nintendo. 
Uh, it's going to work on your, you know, your smartphone, your game systems, uh, the P, your computer. So, you know, pretty much what Club Nintendo did, except I guess smartphones is new. Um, and it's also saying that it's going to be able to like sync character and game data. So, and then store it in the cloud. So maybe you could bring your save game to a friend's house that way. I don't know. Like the Xbox and PlayStation do this. The Wii U does not do it, but maybe they're going to start doing that. Yeah. It sounds, it seems like their new thing is literally just like them expanding the umbrella to include their mobile stuff. They're going to be doing right. Yeah. Um, they're going to have a new points program, uh, stuff like, uh, discounts are going to happen, uh, based on the games you play. There's all this one is a little confusing. There are also plans for your Nintendo account to get special member benefits at theme parks, movie theaters, and stores. Huh. Like I don't air know. miles or something? Basically. I guess. I don't know. I can't think of any retail or stores here that are gonna be like, Oh yeah, you play Nintendo games, so you get a discount on this movie. Like, like no maybe Toys R Us. Maybe Toys R Us? Yeah. Even then I doubt it. Like Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's coming in. I'm always up for getting discounts on games for playing the games because, of course, I'm going to play those games anyway. So yeah, might as well get something out of it for all the hard yeah. game playing. So, um, and then they announced their first uh, mobile game. Yeah, called uh, Me Tomo. Yeah, and it it looks like Tomodachi Life. Yeah, or just like specifically Tamagotchis back in the day. Except with me's. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm super which is, stoked. Which is Tomodachi Life. I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of Tomodachi Life. Why are you so stoked? Because you weren't a fan of it because you like they sold it as a game. I'm super stoked for just a dumb app where you can do that sort of shit any, when you're bored. It's going to be free to play with in-app purchases. Um, coming out, it's going to be out by March 2016, which is a delay compared to their fall 2015. They announced uh, this past spring. Yeah. And they said this is necessary to allow enough time for Nintendo to promote the app. Yeah. I I mean, I'll download it. It's going to be free to play. So I'll, I'll see what it's like. Um, I will. I'm not excited. I don't care at the moment. Sure. I'm assuming it's going to be like exactly like Tomodachi Life. No, it'll be way less. Because you had to, you had to actually pay for Tamodachi Life. <laughs> then I'm even less interested because Tamodachi Life was already pretty bare bones, in my opinion. It was pretty bare bones for sure. Um, moving on. Oh, probably the most important news of the week. Uh, Criterion Games confirmed on Twitter that Burnout Paradise is going to be backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's that's great. Yeah. So now. People can go out there, continue to buy uh, Burnout Paradise, and continue to play it. That's fantastic. That means they're going to have the server still running. The best game keeps going. This is great. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Mario Maker is getting a huge update on November something. Where is that date? November 4th. Yeah, and checkpoints, dude. Oh, my God. That's probably the biggest thing, which is crazy. Oh, give me the checkpoints. Um, they're also going to, uh, you're going to be able to, uh, give power-ups contingent upon Mario's state. So if you smack a mushroom, um, and you already have a mushroom, it'll be a fire, fire flower coming out of that box instead. Thank God. Holy shit. The biggest one is the, is the update is, uh, the, 
the checkpoint. Oh God. And yeah. it's, it's great to see this coming so quickly. Yeah. Um, Nintendo's just doing pretty good on the like uh, support of their games post release with Splatoon, Mario Kart Eight, and uh, and now this. Yeah, for sure. I really want worlds though. I want to be able to get like a playlist of levels in a row. Yeah, like a with a boss stage at the end or something. That's what I really want to see. That would be cool. What, I about, agree. what about you? What's your like? One, what's your one thing you would want most? Honestly, it was checkpoints. So I'm <laughs> stoked. I'm okay. super stoked. What if you can put more than one checkpoint? Because in, in Mario, there's always only one, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool, especially if you could do something with it where, like, if you grab a checkpoint, it fucks you out of finishing the game or something. You have to restart. That would be weird. Yeah. I think, if anything, it would be more like Shovel Knight, where it's just, like, you get a better completion if you ignore the checkpoint. Yeah. Also, Shovel Knight's awesome. I got to play that DLC that came out. I think you should. I'd be interested to see what you think of it. You're muted. You're right. <laughs> um, I told you this button's finicky. Uh, continuing with game updates. Yeah. Rocket League is getting an update um, that's pretty big. I was watching a stream today where they were playing it. Uh, it's also coming in November. Mutators, which uh, also have a bunch of new uh, game types, including low gravity mode, bigger versions of the ball, slow motion, and more. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch this video real quick and see what they show. What they were showing on the live stream when I tuned in, the ball was a cube. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it was it was super weird because the ball was not – because I would see their, their shots – and I'm like, oh, that would have gone in if it was a, you know, a circle. Yeah. But because the corner like hit the ground, it just bounced somewhere weird. God, that's so good. Oh my god. Um, and like I said, they'll have mutators. So during that mode, uh, their boost was slowly filling up automatically as well. Yeah. So I'm seeing the uh, the cube right now. Moon ball. I mean, that must be the low gravity beach ball. It's huge. I heard one was called pinball where the ball is smaller and really uh, bouncy time warp. I'm, I'm seeing a lot. There seems like there's a lot coming in November. So maybe it's another good time to jump on rocket league. See what the, I'm curious how much of it's going to be free. How much of it's not. I know there's going to be a new stage. That's going to be slightly different than the standard stages they were talking about. It's not going to be crazy, but it's going to actually be like a different shape or something like that. Um, so that would be cool too. I hope there's jumps. I want jumps. Yeah. And the last bit of news is the games with gold titles for November. And these now uh, will all be backwards compatible every time the, for the 360 games. Cool. Uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this incorrectly. Numa. Yep. Numa, whatever. Do you know what this game is? Nope. No idea. Nope. No idea. That's free. Night Squad. I don't know what that is either. Those are the Xbox One games. And then the 360 games are Dirt 3 and uh, Dungeon Siege 3. Cool. Okay. And like I said, uh, all of those will work on the Xbox One. So I'm going to start downloading more games now. Yeah, that's Hooray. cool. <clears throat> all right. Let's go on to questions. Yeah. I'm going to drink some water from my throat. Why don't you tell people where they can send questions? Yeah, if you want to send in questions, you can do so at TopTownPerspective at gmail.com. You can go to Twitter.com and type in at TDP Podcast and send it that way. 
Or you can go to facebook.com slash top down perspective. That's how you do it. And then you could be like Michael for the win on Twitter who says, if you played it, thoughts on Overwatch and any hype for Afterbirth. I am patiently awaiting my beta entrance for Overwatch, and I would kindly ask that you shut your fucking mouth about it until I get to play it, because I want to so bad. Which game is Overwatch? That sounds familiar. Overwatch is Blizzard's Team Fortress 2. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Okay. And I need it so bad, and I'm kind of angry I don't have the beta access yet but whatever it whatever and yeah afterbirth i'm super stoked for that is in like 12 hours <laughs> from now <laughs> so i'm super wait super what's stoked. afterbirth afterbirth is the dlc for binding of isaac rebirth right right okay yep tomorrow uh counterpoint clover i don't know what this is i'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on twitch creative twitch creative is um like the playing genre or whatever, when you go to browse creative genre is basically people like digitally painting, making games or just like actually drawing, painting that sort of thing, like art stuff. Um, I, so wait, not video games, not video games, which is kind oh, of okay. what this is a thing. Bob Ross. Uh, yeah, actually Bob Ross is like the biggest thing on Twitch right now. So Twitch creative is huge right now as we speak. I guess so. Um, there was a time where Twitch would get really uppity if what you were broadcasting was not gameplay. And I think it's kind of weird that they put in a creative thing, mainly because for people that like have done art before, been in art classes or like have has watched somebody work on something. It's super meticulous and boring to watch. Just like because sure, it's interesting for some people. Like it must be. There's sixty thousand people watching Bob Ross. No, they're not watching Bob Ross. They are all in a chat room, just like talking shit. Because that's what happens when something gets big enough. They're not actually caring about what's on the screen anymore. They're just there for the chat experience, which is totally fine. I think this is a cynical look at this, but I think this. I think this makes a lot of sense. You say cynical, but I say realistic. The no, the thing with creative though is that. If you go to a stream, you kind of want there to be some chat interaction. Like if you're watching something and you say something, you kind of want like the person playing to at some point see it or maybe make mention of what you're talking about. There has to be a little bit of a back and forth. Otherwise, you would just be watching YouTube with creative stuff. Like if you've worked on stuff before, you know, you are so just like into that painting or whatever that you are not looking at chat. You are listening to music and you are just drawing basically. So, I don't know. But I could be like, hey, chat, what do you want me to draw? Yeah, you sure. That is a totally different thing. And that's cool. And I, don't, I like I that. I don't think you need feedback for a live video. Like, I've watched those videos where people put GoPros into bald eagle nests, and then you just watch the birds hatch, and those are cool. Yeah, but you watch it for, like, ten minutes. You don't spend all day on it. Sometimes you leave it on the background of your computer for the whole day. <laughs> sure. All right. Or when that guy was um had his drone live streaming Burning Man like all day, that was silly. Yeah, well, why not? Because Twitch should be about video game stuff, and other streaming sites should have the other stuff. I guess, but like, what's the next biggest st- streaming site? The thing is, there isn't because Twitch <laughs> like it's killing all of that. <laughs> so I get. I mean, so someone would have come along and done this. I guess it's, yeah. Twitch is just jumping on that. Yeah, and they have the infrastructure for it. 
Yeah. Okay, there's that one. Um, Andrew <clears throat> writes, I recently started playing Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor overclocked and hit a snag. Most of the demons I had been fighting were around level 5 to 7, with my levels being around 7 to 8. All of a sudden, I had to fight this level 17 monster. Understandably, it kicks my ass. But the real kicker was I hadn't saved in two hours, so now I have to play it all over again. My question for you today is, have you ever had a time in a video game where a random difficulty spike has halted your progress or made you lose interest in a game entirely? Parappa the Rapper. Lots of Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Any <clears throat> RPG, uh, JRPG where there's just a spot where you have to grind to get past yeah, it. Like both 10 and 3, I did not finish because they wanted me to grind a ton. Another one that came to mind <clears throat> was that Mario... Puzzles and Dragons, when you get to World 3 and the difficulty spike just shoots in the air, and I was like, well, I'm not going to grind this puzzle game, so I'm done with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Parappa the Rapper for me, because like, it's fine for a while, and then there's just like a buggy, shitty rap that you have to do that's hard to get by, and then after that, it's just hard. But, Yeah. Uh, Great B-Man writes in, A bit early, but happy All Hallows' Eve to you all. Indeed, the time when everyone dons some epic gear, groups up, and raids for some fat loot, or perhaps loot that makes you feel fat, is here again. Hope everyone is going to have a good time this year. Anyway, speaking of dressing up and pretending we're somebody we're not, segues, I love them, uh, I wanted to ask about character avatars in video games, specifically custom-designed ones. How do you usually go about it, out of curiosity? Is there any specific theme you go with? Do you try to pretty them up or make them ugly? Go for tall, go for short. When given the option, are there races you prefer to choose above all else? Or do you just not worry and hit random and go with whatever you get? What do you do? Me? Yeah. If I am playing a female character, <laughs> this is where the sexism starts. Um, she's always about not the tallest, but not the smallest. Like I keep her pretty much exactly medium height. Uh, okay. She's also always a little bit bigger than skinny, but not like the maximum it can go usually. And it's a medium again. She's always top heavy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's not always, that's not actually true. She's not always, it just depends on what the game is. Um, but she always has either a ponytail or, um, or what the fuck are they called? Or pigtails, depending on like which model is better for the game I'm playing. And it's always pink or purple hair. Okay. Um, I usually try to make just some kind of caricature. So they're usually, they're usually never like middle body type. They're usually like super jacked. Or real skinny. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, that's about it. I guess I, I, I'll put like hair on that I think looks cool. Usually if I can make a, like pick my own character, I usually pick a girl. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I always think they just kind of look cooler. They are. In, yeah. In, in, in whatever like battle armor they usually end up getting. Yep. Um, I guess now that I think about it, uh, I never make like super fat characters, regardless of the the 
the gender. They're either they're either like super muscular, like as muscular as I could get them, or they're like super skinny and like lanky. Okay. Uh that's that's usually what I do. Just some kind of weird caricature. <clears throat> sure. Doesn't matter which gender between the two. If <clears throat> I'm making a dude, like and there's different races available, it's always a male dwarf. Always with okay. a beard that has braids in it, if possible, with like a orangish brown color and always bald or with like bald with like a ponytail. Like that's always what I do. Bald with a ponytail. Yeah, like bald everywhere except for like a little ponytail or something. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible that reminds me I was at a um was at a bar, was it last weekend? I think it was last weekend. Okay. One of the bartenders, his haircut. So he had like just the top hair, which is fine. It's a hairstyle these days. Right, so the sides and the back, yep, was like was like bald or like super buzz cut. Yep, so we had just hair on the top, and then at the back bottom of his head, where like the rat tail would be, he had a little thing of hair there too. Huh. All right. That's it. Was the worst. The worst. It was so gross. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, his second part is similarly, how would you name such characters? Do you give them something that fits them as a character? Do you try to create a name that would be instantly recognizable as you to your friends? Example, one I like to use personally is Baman or Bayman or whatever, as it, as it makes it easily identifiable as me or something like that. Obviously, uh, the only really, oh, only really important for online play, but I thought I'd ask anyway. So what's your name? I think, I think, I think, it, I think his example is B-Man. B-Man? Probably, right? His, um, let's see. If it's a guy, I usually just give him my name. Um, so or, just Sean? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Usually. Okay. Or if I, or if they have like a hmm. default name, I'll usually try and, and pick and just go with that. I don't, yeah, I usually care too much. If it's a girl, I'll pick like a female name uh, that I that I like usually at the time. What's the female name that you like at the time? Just an example. Um, I, my Mass Effect character was Jeanette. Yeah. Okay. Sure. For me, my male dwarf is always named something that starts with a B, ends with an N, and has an R in it. So it's always either Bayern, Biron, Bran, or Bayron. Always. Okay. Um, my female characters are, if she's like of like roguish type or something like that, something melee, it's always Cyrilline. And it, if it's uh, like, um, what the fuck are they called? <clears throat> like dragons. No, like a ranger type, like ranged. Uh, it, it's always like, something to do like with um the Norse god Tyre T Y R. So it's something with that. Alright. This is so much more thought than I put into the I play a lot of MMOs though. That's true. So yeah. like there's always character creation. <laughs> yep. Okay, James writes, has there ever been a sequel that changes something that everyone else sees as them fixing something wrong? But you see as ruining, ruining something good. Hmm. For instance, I hate the fact that you can move from anywhere to anywhere in Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, where before you had to move from room to room to get to some places. I can see why people would like that, but I see it as taking away from the investigation portion of the game. It leaves nothing up to coincidence. 
and the investigation turns into a hand-holding experience where it tells you where to go all the time. In general, I hate how the investigation portion got streamlined, but I can see other people having problems with the other aspects that uh, they cut from it, but not this one. When I read this, so I'm only on the second game right now, Yeah, I can't wait for that. (laughs) That would be great. I'm so tired of moving from room to room, because sometimes (laughs) I just get lost. Um. I'll agree though. I guess sometimes I'll just, when I'm moving somewhere, it'll just be like pop up. Oh, I guess this was where I was supposed to go. But like my, my I'm more interested in the stories going on and the, uh, the trial versions. I just kind of want to get going faster. Yeah. And like pixel hunting sucks and like looking like having to figure out the exact piece of evidence to present at the exact right time can definitely suck. Especially if you lose, enough times that you have to restart, like the text speed is just too slow to even dream of doing that. Sure. Anyway, his question though, I'm trying let me try and think of one. Okay. Uh, Do you have one? I mean, for me, it just goes back to MMOs and I hate that when they release a new expansion or like a new patch update or something, they streamline it when I got used to the way it was. For example, World of Warcraft had it where like you would have three different skill trees for whatever class you were playing and you would put, like, points in them. And now it's just, like, every five levels, instead of getting a point you could put in your tree every one level, every five levels you get to just, like, choose between three different things, and that's shitty. Like, they streamlined it to make it easier to kind of build your character, but I kind of liked the min-maxing, like, putting three out of five in this to get, like, a percentage of hit that I needed, and then using that extra point somewhere else. I really like that stuff, and I hate when they streamline anything. I don't like that Rock Band 4 doesn't have full support for all the Rock Band uh, export disc exports. That just seems really, <laughs> like, bad. <laughs> I mean, they're they're working on them, yeah. but it, you know, it, Rock Band 4 seems like it was a little bit rushed when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Um, another one I was just thinking of was when Criterion started making the Need for Speed games for a couple of years there. Yeah. And they made... Oh, what was that? It was, bef- it was before Rivals. What was that one called? Was it just Undercover again or something? Need for Speed. I have to look up which Need for Speed it was. <clears throat> but it was more open-worldy, and I thought it was going to be like a... Um, real close to Burnout Paradise because they had like online challenges and stuff. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it was Most Wanted. That's what I'm trying to think of. Uh, the uh, 2012 game. Um, but they just kind of screwed up the online by making it so that you couldn't like specifically pick challenges. You had to like put make playlists so you could only do like two challenges and two races and then like a pursuit or something like that as opposed to just I want to do only challenges which I loved in Burnout Paradise, so they they screwed that up. Yeah. I hate having to get used to new stations and Grand Theft Auto games after, like, I know what I liked in the last one. <laughs> what do you mean by new stations? Like, you know how they're all in different eras. Like, Vice City is in a different oh, era than, like, San Andreas. This is such a weird sticking point for me. But like, Yeah, this seems like everyone would love a new area to play in. What I don't like is just, like... Where's my equivalent of like this uh, Radio X from San Andreas in four? <laughs> just something dumb, right? Okay. Whereas it's like I loved this, and now I have to. It's like somebody fucking with your presets on the radio in your car. You just don't do that to somebody. Like they have it set away. You like it. 
I, sure. It's it's such a weird thing. This, it doesn't even fit in line with the question, honestly, but that's something that bugs me. <laughs> All right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Spencer writes in. Oh, this is easily my question here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, there's a sale on a lot of Resident Evil games right now in the PlayStation Store, and I was thinking of picking up a few. I seen John play five, so I'm going to get that at least. Okay. I mean, whatever floats your boat. What are your thoughts on the others if you've played them? I'm not the best when it comes to horror, so how scary are each? <laughs> are you not a, are you not a fan of 5? Five? 5 if you have somebody to play with is okay. If you don't, it's kind of shitty. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, pick up 5 and like look online to see if you can find a random person to play with or something and it'll be fine. But um like it, what, your thoughts on the others if you've played them? <laughs> Okay, here we go. I mean, I haven't played any of them, so... Fair enough. Okay, we're just going to go in order here. Resident Evil 1 HD is a classic. It has probably two points that I would say are quote-unquote jump scares, but they're not even that bad. It's more of an atmosphere thing. It controls really well. It looks really good. I definitely suggest you pick that one up. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is what... That's like the one, right? That's the one everybody will say. If you like what you saw from Resident Evil 5... Four is the one you should pick up because that is the single player experience of five without like a bunch of weird shitty things. Um, there's not a lot of jump scares in four. In fact, I can't really think of any. There might be. Yeah, there is at the very beginning with that dog. Like that wasn't bad. There's probably one in there on like in the lake <clears throat> when you get to a lake. Everything else with that game is just kind of an intense, creepy atmosphere the whole time you're playing it, but it's not like jump scary or anything. It's just kind of uneasy. Uh, Resident Evil 6 is kind of an abortion. Probably don't pick that up. Resident Evil Revelations 1 is like Resident Evil 4 or 5, but in an episodic type way because it was released on mobile to begin with. So if you want something wait, that you can kind of cut it up in a small released on the DS? Yes. The 3DS? Yes, it was. Okay. So like if you want an experience you can kind of chop up into a bunch of little pieces like episodes and stuff. It's kind of cool for that. Um Resident Evil Revelations 2 is quite good. It's episodic like the Telltale stuff like you can play through episode 1, put it down for a bit, play episode 2 a day later or 2 days later, whatever. Um I recommend that one for sure. Operation Raccoon City is a shooter that nobody plays anymore. It is like a multiplayer online shooter that nobody plays anymore. I don't recommend picking that up because you won't have find people playing it anymore. I had that problem on Steam, and I'm pretty sure you'll probably have that problem on PlayStation. Um, don't pick that one up. Avoid that one. Uh, Code Veronica X, you should probably pick up if you like the old school Resident Evil sensibilities of like the more tank controls and like puzzly stuff looking around for like a crank to like open an area and keep going on the story in that one's kind of weird, but I recommend it. I do like that one. Uh, dark side chronicles and umbrella chronicles are on rail shooters that I would suggest you pick up only if you like the lore and stuff in these games, because it's the fun thing about those games is you're like on rails going through these different parts of these other games from resident, the resident evil series and like shooting stuff in a first person view. So that might be last. 
uh, long story short, Resident Evil 1 HD, yes. Resident Evil 4, yes. Resident Evil Revelations 2, yes. And Code Veronica X, yes. Are the ones you should look at. All right, there you go. Are 2 and 3 not on this list because they're not on PlayStation? Uh, I don't know if they're on sale. They're on the PSN, though, as uh, PlayStation 1 Classics. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Andrew writes, uh, Sean, if you're really thinking of getting on the Rocksmith train, I can't recommend the PC version enough versus the Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS3, or PS4 versions. Why? Two words, custom songs. For example, you could take a quick look at my list of custom songs, and uh, you gave me a list. Uh, They're all custom-made community songs minus about six official DLC songs. The list doesn't even include the original 66 songs or imports from the first game. You can get custom songs on console, but it requires a lot of hoop jumping, namely jailbreaking your console. That sounds like it's, that's just not a hoop to go through. Sure. Um, uh, Okay. On to his question. Uh, But yes, thank you for the advice. That's uh, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. I just posted uh, the link he gave us to his stuff in the chat. If people wanted to see what he put on there. Question one. Have you met a person or animal or really anything that has a fortunate connection to a video game by name or otherwise? For example, I have a cat. His name is Big. He is Big the Cat. Okay, I don't know if that counts when you can name the thing. That's not a coincidence. That's You named it after a video game thing. That's true. To be fair, he didn't say coincidence. He just says a fortunate connection. But it's not fortunate because he can choose it. <laughs> I guess. Um I'm well. I'm trying to think of one either way. Like if I just stumbled into it, or if I named a pet or something. My cat is named Resner, based off of Resner from Super Mario World. Um, none of my pets had video game names. Um, I don't think so. Wasn't there a game with somebody named Booker? Bioshock. That's your last oh, name. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the main uh, Bioshock Infinite main character was uh, named Booker, which is my last name. <clears throat> I can't. I'm trying to think of friends, uh, pets. Hmm. And even then, I can't think of any either. Nope. Question two. I went to one of my local game stops recent. Lee, after not visiting any for a few years, and I was surprised to see they had branched out and started selling $100 figurines that were pretty rad, like Samurai Darth Vader or some uh, one-fifth or so scale figurines from Final Fantasy. How do you feel about this? It makes sense. Yeah, I mean, they also sell, like, Apple products now, don't they? Yes. Or they have, like, a sister store. What are those? I forget what they're called. Um... And they sell iPods and stuff. That was around the time I stopped kind of going to uh, GameStop and EV Games. Well, that's the um, thing is that everybody kind of did because everything's digital now anyways. So they have to find a reason to get people into their shop. Every time I go into GameStop, I'm just like, ugh. Like, it's just like, it's so noisy. You're getting bombarded with like a million advertisements at once. And no, I don't want to pre-order anything. Like, they still do that. Anyway. Do they still um, act shitty when, like, 
if you were to try to buy a game, do they still do the like, well, did you pre-order it? Like bullshit. I think when I went in for Batman, they asked if I pre-ordered it, and I said no, and they were like, "Okay,", oh, okay. and they just grabbed one. Okay, so I think that's person to person for the most part. Okay, but um, yeah, I just try not to go into GameStop if I don't have to. Like, yeah. Any re- is there any like thing there because you worked basically at one? I mean, no, not not really. <clears throat> okay, it's it's just like an unpleasant shopping experience. Like when I, I just want to get in and go get out. So, you know, I'm, I, I, I buy digital for the most part or I, well, sorry, I guess I'll shop wherever it's cheapest for the most part. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. And w- so like, where it's cheapest is usually online to be completely honest. A lot of the time, but like rock, uh, target had that sale for rock band four. So that's why I went there. Even though I guess if I if I think of like which store is closest to me game wise, it is GameStop. But okay, I've I've been able to avoid that for the most part. Yeah. And last question again from Andrew. Um, I've been working my way through Persona Four on PSN. I was doing fine until I reached the third or fourth dungeon, a literal sex dungeon. The dungeon was themed after a strip club with nude ladies out outlines, smudged lipstick outlines strip poles <laughs> in the treasure rooms and to top it all off the boss of the dungeon is a female shaped rainbow colored shadow that dances on a pole and comes complete with wet body noises when it casts spells oh yeah although i understand what the dungeon was criticizing japan's idol industry it made me feel levels of awkwardness that i've never felt playing a game before so bad that i felt i couldn't play it with people around yeah for obvious reasons has this ever happened to you yes it has for sure i mean i don't think it's happened but i could definitely see it easily happening like just one of those scenarios of like someone like oh what what are you playing and they just happen to watch like the worst moment in a game like if you're playing like god of war for example yes. and they just come in during the part where you're just having sex with the lady yeah um you know that feeling you get where there's just like there's going to be a sex scene in a movie and you're like watching it with your mom or something and you know it's oh, coming yeah. and you just like feel that like shudder like you're like maybe i'll just go to the bathroom for a bit so i'm just not here yeah or like at the very least i'm gonna like pull this pillow up near my face so i can like hide it so she doesn't I, like I, see I, me <clears throat> like watching or something i've definitely i've definitely been in in that exact scenario okay so that feeling that you get from that mm-hmm. is a feeling i get anytime there is on screen like kissing from models oh really okay because it looks so fucking awkward like two poly- polygonal like beings like doing this weird awkward kiss and like touching each other just and like the further they go the more awkward it is because it's just such a silly like looking thing and it's just like yeah this is my hobby playing video games <laughs> i don't know it's weird i i've um most of the time when i'm playing games i'm usually pretty alone in in like my room or or in the living room like no one's like watching for the most part so I don't think I've had this exact scenario, but there's definitely been times where these scenes have popped up and I'm just thinking to myself like, man, I'm glad no one's around. Like, yeah, this would just be like awkward to have to explain this. If I remember, was it Dante's Inferno had like a really bad area? 
I haven't played Dante's Inferno, so I'm not sure, but probably. Like, one of the... Like, like isn't Lust one of the yeah. seven sins or whatever? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't even remember. I just remember there being, like... Just being some weird, shitty things in that game in general. But, yeah. Um, yes, I do feel awkward when there's, like, weird sexual stuff going on in video games because it is inherently awkward. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? So I've, I'm still playing through Ace Attorney 2, and um, so you've played the, the first game, right? Uh, Not through it, but yeah, I've played a good portion of it. Okay, so you know how Maya can channel her yeah. sister? Yeah. And her sister is obviously pretty top-heavy, and they like to like point that out? Yeah. So they do that in the second game too. Um, but it's a different girl who can channel her and this girl's really young. So the clothes really don't fit into Mia. Okay. Uh, when she channels her and every time, and I only play this on the train cause it's just like my commuting game. And every time I'm just like, man, I hope people don't think I'm like just staring at this anime girl's boobs the whole time. <clears throat> That's and the, uh, yeah. Again, the text speed is real slow in that game. <laughs> I cannot hit the screen fast hard enough. That's the feeling I get if I play anything anime-ish, even if they're not scantily clad, because all anime girls have extremely big boobs all the time. For the for the most part. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, I really hope somebody doesn't look over at my monitor when this is just like a normal game and this part is weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's going to do it for questions this week. Again, if you want to send in questions for next week, uh, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, or you can submit questions through the Facebook group. Uh, hopefully, John will be back next week. I'm not sure, though, but two weeks from now, we think he will be for sure. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what's your game of the week? I'm not going to say Davillion, so I'll just say Binding of Isaac because I play that every now and then. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say Halo 5. That game uh, was a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, I'll be reviewing it soon. So look for that. Anyways, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye.